Good morning, Ray. Good morning. Huh. It is. It's morning. It's morning. Yeah, you can't argue. You can't. No. That's. <laughs> Good morning. When we are recording this, right? Where we are recording this? It, it's supposed to be snowing already, but I'm watching Street Cam 23. And nothing. There's not a. There's not, I mean, I'm happy to see not a flake. It does say a chance of flurries in the next hour. It's supposed to snow all day today and accumulate maybe one to two inches. <sighs> I mean, this is where we are. I mean, it's winter. We know what it's like. While we're recording this, someone might listen to an encore presentation of this in August. I'll be like, well, that's weird. Why do you guys get snow in August? Yeah. <laughs> These have really hit the fan. We'll have, to, we'll have to know. Yes, winter is here. I'm enjoying my, my new boom mic stand. That's cool. It looked pretty sweet. If I make an adjustment in my seat and slouch a little... Yeah, you can... Well, I just... I just yank the mic and it comes along with me. Hey, Jay, you want me here? I'll be here. From a listener, it's silent. There's no, I can't tell if you're moving it or not. Right? Silence. Yeah, it, it is silent, which is, which is also nice. It blinded me with silence. <laughs> that's not how it goes. Eh? No, no. No. So that's happy but times. But here we are. Yeah, here we are again. How are you feeling over there? I'm doing okay. I'm a little, little tired. As a little the, tired. The day warms up. Yeah. But yeah. You have some coffee after lunch, you're going to feel great. I have some coffee now as well. well. You might get some of that Death Wish coffee. We're not sponsored. Not sponsored by Death Wish coffee. <laughs> Who's starting us off today? You know, I thought I'd jump in here. Sweet. And I start us off mm -hmm. with a tiny, tiny quiz. Oh. I, I know you like the quizzes. Quizzical. Okay. What do mm -hmm. Tracy Chapman, okay. Mac Miller... And a little-known band called Loud Luxury have in common. Uh, I really want to say Fast Cars. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, okay. I'm not sure. Right. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Well, I'm going to do you one better. Okay. Let me read this little Italian phrase to you. Or oh. Shall I say, let me butcher this Italian phrase. Sure. Avare Fredo Piedi. Doing that again. Okay. Avare Fredo Piedi. This is an Italian phrase okay. which translates to to be cold in the feet. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Um, I don't know if, if an Italian heard me say those words, if they would know what I was attempting. Vomit and terror. <laughs> Here's where we are with this. Okay. The earliest that we see this is indeed Italian. In Italian, okay. Uh, as people in the neighborhood I grew up like to say, Italian. Italian. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> From Italy. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, everybody. Yeah. Um, <laughs> to be cold in the feet... And this came from 1605, an Italian play, Volpon. I'm sure it's not said that way. <laughs> and here, here's the bit of dialogue where it is included. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you, I am not, as your Lombard proverb saith, cold on my feet, or content to part with my commodities at a cheaper rate than I am accustomed. <laughs> Look not for it. <laughs> So, this person is not going to sell cheaply. They're holding their ground. Yeah. 
Now, we're going to get back to that. Mm-hmm. Okay. But right now, we're going to move along. All right. We see it next in the United States, 1805. Okay. Now, here's something that, that caught my eye after I was digging and digging, and I'm going to get to that in a second, but where in the United States? The Republican Journal in Darlington, Wisconsin. Wisconsin? Yeah. Now, you and I have done some work for an entity where we had to learn a lot about um, certain religious groups, etc., in Wisconsin. (laughs) Yes. And the basic general immigrant nature right, of, the, of, the of those groups. Mm-hmm. So that got my attention, and I did uh, further research via that. Yeah. We had heard about uh, Polish yeah. uh, groups in Wisconsin. We don't live in Wisconsin, although I've, I think I've been there. Anyway, uh, 1805, yeah. uh, Republican Journal, Darlington, Wisconsin. I hastily made up my mind to stay long enough to lose $100 or so. In 1805, $100 was a lot of money, man. Yeah. And then suddenly grow ill and extricate myself. It was a happy thought. Cold feet would pull me out if my losses became too towering. So this was uh, referring to a uh, poker game Mm -hmm. and the mindset going into that poker game. Yeah. Yeah, and the Wisconsin and the Polish thing caught my eye because I was simultaneously finding these German versions of the phrase and seeing lexicographers struggling to decide where this phrase came from and more so how it came to mean stubbornness that you might interpret that Italian phrase as being mm-hmm. and then becoming, well, you know, nervous, etc. People will use it a lot for brides-to-be, get cold feet, mm-hmm. maybe, uh, you know, any big venture that's unfamiliar yeah, to you. Sure. As I expect a wedding might be <laughs> a big unfamiliar venture. Right. <laughs> so Germans, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to torture you again... <laughs> Kelta Fusen Bekommen. And this is pretty much the same thing, to be cold in the feet kind mm-hmm. of a translation. Mm-hmm. And this appears, though, in, in Germany in this novel by a fellow Fritz Reuter, Reuter, I expect. So Fritz Reuter writes this book, Seed Time and Harvest. Oh, all right. Uh, in classic. Germany. What's mm-hmm. that? A classic. Yeah, I'm a. <laughs> An original at home. Yeah, nice. 1862 German language novel. It finally gets translated into English, 1878. Uh, so, said the rector hotly, <laughs> for he was determined to retain his winnings. Haven't I as good a right to cold feet as you? <laughs> Don't you always get cold feet at our club when you have had any good luck? <laughs> seems to really hang on the gambling in these examples yes uh although you know these are the the examples where it was used in print in yeah. these sort of uh, right novels cold feet on getting back in the game after he's up up a couple hundred dollars yeah. right he's why like, not sure i got some cold and feet. they're angry they want to win their money back right and this guy nah, is looking at the door and his uh, coin purse mm-hmm. yeah 
Huh. We're seeing it there. And then by 1896 in the United States, it, it seems to be common. The Oxford English Dictionary, <laughs> as opposed to the old, um, used in Stephen Crane's uh, publication of Maggie, Girl on the Street. <laughs> <laughs> nice. 1896. Oh. And then later in uh, in you know the early 1900s it was used for guys that didn't want to go into World War 1. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. They were cold footers. Cold oh. feeders in Australia. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's come up something across anything. I've, I don't know if I've read something. That sounds sort of familiar to me if I'm hearing it back, but I don't know where Maybe it's come up in our podcast. All this research was accompanied by me continuing to read people struggling with where did it change. I'm going to go back to that Italian thing, 1605. Yeah. Let me tell you, I am not, as your Lombard proverb saith, cold on my feet or content to part with my commodities at a cheaper rate than I am accustomed. Look not for it. Mm -hmm. So why... Is it such a jump? I protest that it is not. Mm -hmm. In this example, this person has items to sell. And mind you, it's 1605. Mm -hmm. We're always saying, like the good Sam Peppies, I'm always bringing up an earlier. And this is just like a street merchant selling something. Every day, I always feel like it's 1605. Every day I'm thinking, how am I eating today? Right? <laughs> how am I staying warm? Yeah. How am I keeping rain off of my head? Every day I have to think of this stuff. Now, I guess it wasn't so bad as I make it out and people at houses and things like <laughs> Not that. Not every day, but every other day. Every couple of days, sure. They had it seems jobs. Like, yeah, it seems like you got to you know, fix the roof at least. You need firewood or, yeah. or, or something to burn for warmth. So... This merchant is saying, my feet aren't cold enough to sell to you cheaply. Mm -hmm. Were my feet to be cold, it suggests, Mm -hmm. I might come down on my price. Right. Because, let's extrapolate, I'm nervous that I will be cold and die. Yeah. So, where's, where's the big jump? I don't see it to have made such a giant transition. Mm -hmm. Right. When it made its way to Germany and to the United States, it simply means relatively the same thing. Mm -hmm. I would expect that this Italian version puts it a little more in a literal sense. We don't think about our feet being cold as a problem for long, and we have that luxury. Mm -hmm. But if you did... right. Uh, you're in trouble. You'd be concerned. And you sure. need to make quick changes, yeah. maybe irrational changes. So I'm going to slam my gavel for it didn't change much. Yeah. And it did come from this old Latin play it was. Nice. I have no proof of it, but come on, people. <laughs> it doesn't feel like a huge jump. It, a it, literal, yeah, I don't want my feet to be cold to the figurative I'm worried that my feet will be cold. Right? Yeah, it seems, you know. Right there. So there it is. And you know what? Rebecca's always going on about being a northern Italian. The commander said, don't worry, I don't have the authority to kill you today. Which was positive for that day anyway. In 1993, Chris Moon was captured by the Khmer Rouge while clearing landmines in Cambodia. With survival probability low, 
Chris was brought in front of the boss. He was just given a local nickname, Mr. Clever. Hi, I'm Steve Windus, host of the Batting the Breeze podcast. I'd love you to check out how Chris survived, along with some other great human stories at battingthebreeze.com. Hopefully see you there. (laughs) (laughs) Italian. Italian. Allswell believes in the power of a good night's sleep for all. Their products feature innovative technology and unbelievable comfort and support without deflating your wallet. Combining the best of both worlds, the Allswell features hybrid mattress technology with memory foam and individually wrapped coils. For a winning blend of comfort and support, follow the link in the show notes for financing as low as 0%, a 100-night risk-free trial, free shipping and returns, and a 10-year limited warranty. Designed to make good sleep accessible to all. Real luxury, unreal prices. Allswellhome.com. Whole Nine Yards is sponsored by Big Science Music. Big Science Music is a can and one show award winning original music and sound boutique, providing scoring, sound design, radio, podcast, and audio post production services for the advertising, film, and video industries. Big Science Music also offers ADR, casting, and project management. Big Science Music's reels, full capabilities, and more can be found at BigScienceMusic.com. That's BigScienceMusic.com. So that was something, huh? Yes. Quite something. I caught you off guard. I I just, what? You were checking your research, and then I didn't realize. No, it's fine. I was looking at our, uh, our podcast. To try to find our reviews. All right. Yeah, we didn't prep any listener thoughts today to no. read, so uh, we'll have to go without that. We'll have to find some more. Yeah. What might you have, and is it coincidentally relatable at all to cold feet? I was trying to think of a way to do it. I mean, sort of. You could do like a feet, uh, like <laughs> a uh, go through the feet way and like a shoe tie. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, mine is tied one on. Tied one on. Tied one on. Yeah. Well, last night you really tied one on. I didn't feel like I did. No. But I guess 12% beers. 12% beers? But are, I mean, you didn't drink four. No, like, I just had the one. I would have had four. No, I, I, you know, I knew what it was getting into. Mm-hmm. But anyway, uh, so yeah, go drinking is what we're saying. And, and perhaps... I mean, we can just go. I think it's more than go drinking. I think it's it's getting drunk, right? Yeah. You wouldn't it, say I tied one on last night unless you really took it to it, in a way, right? Right. It's not just a right. I I wouldn't say yeah because I'd say hey, I, I had a a couple of uh, beers last night with our with our mutual friend. Yeah. That would be it. Right. Now, if, if I woke up on my dining room floor, <laughs> right. I might say, I, I, man, I tied one on last like, night. Whew, I really tied one on. Exactly. And it'd have, I mean, again, I'd use the, the same kind of exasperated, you know, feeling of it. Like, whew, I really tied that one on. Yeah. And I have woke up on my dining room floor a time or two. Sure. Not, not you know, so much for anyone to be concerned. No. But, you know. Everyone, we got to blow off steam. Got to. Have to. So much steam. Have to. Because this place, whoo, <laughs> tie one on, everybody. Uh, <laughs> safely. Know, in moderation. Safely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, the OED tosses us a first use in print in a, a book called Western Folklore, uh, 1951. 
And it just defines it as the act of drinking. 1951? 1951. Huh. Yeah. It was also uh, a later pop-up in my mind as well. I did not expect that to be there. But uh, the act of drinking, to swill one down, to tie one on. (laughs) (laughs) So why, why tie one on? Why? Why? I, I don't know. And I liked this first uh, this first supposition, I guess, uh, is, is perhaps it goes back to America's Old West, uh, oh. where you would go up to, to the saloon and you'd have to tie your horse up Oh, uh, at the hitching post. Yeah. Again, I'm not a... I think. Yeah, so you'd tie your horse up uh, and go in, go in for the night and have a few sarsaparillas, whiskeys. Whiskey. Whiskeys. <laughs> um, uh, but all the general store and the bank, they all had hitching, they all had posts, hitching posts, too. Sure. You, you, you're tying your horse up no matter where. Yeah. 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 Oh, it's a horse is, is running off on you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that's, you know, that's certainly unlikely that that's the, that's the reason. Right. <laughs> There's another theory uh, that comes to us from the Wordsworth Book of Euphemisms. Wow, nope. that's a mouthful. Of euphemism. Yeah. No plural. Um, which I did not write down when it was written. I think this was in the, in the 80s, actually. That saying it is a derivative term from, they're saying hang one on, which refers to the hangover, you know, when you're when you've drunk all night and you have the hangover the next day. So they're saying it relates to the hangover because then you would tie one on to dr- begin drinking before your hangover from the previous night has worn off. Like a little, I think people call it hair of the dog. They do, which I never really Also said. don't know. I should have thrown that in here because I don't know that one. Yeah, I mean, I've never said that and it never made sense to me. But what is... Well, hair of the dog that bit you is the, is the full phrase, I think, right? Yeah, but what? Why? Let's let's go back to the captain's place. Why hang over? You, well, that's <laughs> again. I didn't dive into hangover. Uh, I was looking at tied one on. Uh, came across hangover. No, uh, I know hangover. Good movie. Being slang. Hang. Oh yeah, sure. For uh, for the the actual action of of one hanging over. Uh, something in order to to just barf it all out. Again, that was just quickly researched. Yeah, <laughs> but um, yeah, this this eighty nineteen eighties the Wordsworth book of euphemism says perhaps it has to do with uh, tying one on before you hang hang one over. <laughs> I saw another theory that I think can't be dismissed wholeheartedly uh, right out of the gate that mentioned also in the OED I saw it related to tie a bun on and this is an old British slang for getting drunk same thing tie one on tie a bun on alright whose bun what bun it's saying yeah I I found that it, it is a phrase used for drunkenness in Britain, but that that they no longer use it, and that we're not sort of sure. There's first OED has an, a 1901 Hugh McHugh usage. <laughs> I know, I was like, that's awesome. In a work called John Henry, you've got another bun on. How dare you trail into my flat with your tide high enough to float a battleship? Did I say tide? Yes. Yeah, tide high enough. Okay, just making sure. Uh, you've got another bun on, so he uh, he's drunk. And then 1899 
Will W.J. Kuntz. The minute I got into that suit, I fell off the water wagon with an awful bump. Oh, but I got a lovely bun on. So they're talking about drunk, getting drunk uh, with this bun. And they're, I a guess. Bun. Uh, yeah, a but bun. But you know how the Brits are. They, they'll have some crazy words that are euphemisms for something else. I didn't see. Uh, no, I, I know. I didn't see a link with uh, rhyming slang back this far. Same thing like that. I, it was hard to find. The, the consensus is that, that nobody kind of really knows how bun got into the equation. Uh, I, I saw some some people posting uh, that it was a part of a, an old school sobriety test. Uh, you had to walk while balancing a bun on your head to prove you were sober. <laughs> and if the person was drunk, they would tie the bun on their head uh, in order to pass the test. Again, super amusing. Uh, hilarious to watch, I would imagine. Sure. But, but a preposterous it, notion. It just seems super preposterous. And other, some other people said that it was so when you fell, like y- your head would have a soft place to land. I'm like, uh, okay. Well, you're not going to land on the top no, of I your head. <laughs> um, but the one thing that I did see, and again, in a single place that I, I was trying to, to relate this, someone said that a lo- in local dialects uh, of England, a, a worsh. worsh <laughs> Worcestershire, I don't know, is that how we would say it? Or is it Worcester for them? Worcester, if if you're in Boston. I'm going to say Worcester. All right, so if a local dialect uh, in Worcester, England, uh, bun stands for uh, a cork or a bung, B-U-N-G, slash cork. Cork. Yeah, and in uh, an Angus dialect, uh, bun stands in for large cask, which I tried to find, and you don't get bun... I mean, again, this dialect could be could that could be correct, but I could not find it. And, and when you look up "bun," you get the the word "ton" a lot, T-U-N, and that does mean large cask, and that goes way back to Latin, basically, uh, T-U-N. So, so it's not a huge. The word for cask in Latin would would have had to morph its way into bun in England, and then we were still saying, you have a cask on your head. Is that what you're saying? I mean, I'm trying to, yeah, I'm saying that's one that has the, the I guess, the, the finest line to get there, in yeah. my mind. It, it it stays ton for a while, through Latin, coming on down, so it 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 seems like it would be a more recent, uh, just a local dialect, hearing ton saying bun, if that's what the case is, but again, I, I can't really corroborate that specifically. Yeah. <laughs> It just seemed like, oh, okay, that could be what happened, maybe. But uh, the the official answer is no one knows. Ah, oh. yeah, sorry, I was just trying to trying to give it a little thing. It, it could. There is a butt cask, B U T T. Does that well. help anybody? I'm just I'm just I just want to say butt. Yeah, sure. Yeah. And then bun in the oven, which we discovered. We discovered that. Yes, no, that came up again in the research because bun is right there. You're like, oh, right, I forgot about that one. Hey, look at that. So Bun in the Oven, episode 41. It looks like it, yeah. That's that's one to take in uh, if you haven't. Spill the beans, couch potato, cook someone's goose are the other ones in that. If anyone cares. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I remember it well. <laughs> so here's the thing. I didn't want to say, mm-hmm. but going into it, yeah. man, I was certain yours was going to be sailing. Oh, nice. Right? Yeah, it makes sense. No, it does. I, I mean... There was I didn't see any sailing. There was one more sub again. Just someone was like, oh, I was like, because you you know, like, a, and this is what I thought that it was more of a feedback related with a horse as you tie their feedback on. I'm like, oh yeah, that makes sense. You tie a big thing of drinking on you. 
<laughs> straw yeah, bottle around right, your exactly. neck and a straw. But that didn't come up uh, it really in any of the the main places I looked. Um, uh, it did here and there, but not in like you know the more reputable sources that we looked to. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, because I'm like, yeah, you tie a feed bag on. That makes sense. I'm going to go tie, you know, it's not oats. It's uh, Well, I guess it could have been oats at some point. But anyway. I digress. Uh, it wasn't sailing. That would have been great. I would have been excited. So there you have it. If yeah. you've got it, come and get it. If not, we'll see you next time when we play whole nine yards. But I'm not done. No, okay. No. Wait, there's more. Yeah, that was some dissertation from some game show I used it felt to watch. nice. Yeah. So we didn't read a uh, listener thought question or input. Not today, no. Uh, today, but if you would like to say something to us or ask us to research something or tell us we failed miserably on something and enlighten us as to how yeah uh send us a note you could find us on some popular social media platforms etc and communication mechanisms whole nine yards pod that nine is a number whole nine yards pod <laughs> and that gets us on what platforms <laughs> uh, twitter reddit and uh instagram right you are yes and whole nine yards podcast, and that's on the Facebook, on the Mimi, yeah, Facebooks, yes, right. Or Rebecca will give you an email address. Man, there's so many ways to get us. Yeah, after we're done talking, Rebecca tells you that. <laughs> uh, and listeners say, please be done talking. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's so, a choice. I mean, people people seem to like us, and I appreciate that. I mean, I thank you. Yeah, I'm amazed. Thank you. That's it. Uh, everything is great. I'm Jay. And I'm Ray. And we're, we're not, not idioms. idioms. Oh, that's what I was doing. Yeah. Yeah. You try stuff. Whole Nine Yards is written, recorded, and produced by Big Science Pods. Learn more at whole9yards.org or contact Whole Nine Yards by emailing heyyou at whole9yards.org. That's heyyou at whole9yards.org. Whole Nine Yards theme music composed by Big Science Music. If you made it this far, the answer is...